0: So we've been gone for a while, and because of that, we're doing some spinoffs about some of the stuff that happened in the summer. One of those things were the senseless killings of black men in America. Um, it was really hard for, for all of us, and all of us includes our production team, myself and Danny. And so we wanted to share a little bit about where we were when those things happened and kind of how we feel um, and it, it's a little bit more serious, but it's definitely worth discussing.
1: So I was the only one of our team who is actually home. Well, you guys were all over the place, but I was home for the majority of the summer. And so There are so many feelings that I've I've had. Um, The one thing that really, really bothers me is like this narrative that if you have an issue where you are saying like, hey, people are being killed that are unarmed and this is um, unacceptable and we need to have a reform within the police department or you you take a stand or you say "Black Black Lives Matter even. There's this narrative that somehow is coming out in a translation that you are anti-police. And I just don't understand how you can't say, hey, we're not saying all police are bad. We're not saying all issues with black people have to do with white people. We're saying, what we're saying is that there are unarmed civilians being killed by the police. And that is a malfunction. And that is something that we need to remedy. Um, So being on social media, one of the reasons I kind of got off was just like there was just so much so much it became overwhelming to me. Like I didn't know where to start with like trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, you you get enraged and you feel like you wanna respond and you're like, that's not what people are saying or Mm -hmm. that's not what Black, Black Lives Matter says. It doesn't say, hey, we don't care about white people or I don't know, there are just so many ridiculous arguments that I don't understand. What we're saying is innocent unarmed people are being gunned down. And there's a disparity here and it's and we need to talk about it and we need to fix it. And there's some things that need to happen. I don't understand how it always comes back to, well, I have people that are serving and police put their lives on the line. Absolutely. We're not but saying that they don't do does that. not negate the other. And I just don't understand where it's like everybody, it seems like there's such a polarizing fall where it's like you can't say, hey, Black Lives Matter and be for the police. And I just, I challenge that and say, yes, you can. So for me, it was grief it was hurt it was me crying it's feeling helpless it's me wondering what i will tell my children one day and and like so many things and then it just honestly if i'm totally honest then it was just apathy like i don't know what else to say (laughs) i don't have anything else like what can we do we can sign petitions we can like what can we do we can say comply 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 but people are complying and that's still not working and so you know for me towards the end i was just like i'm off social media i don't i don't have anything else i don't have anything else for this it was really for me emotionally just completely draining and just ridiculous i mean at the point that we're seeing someone die live on facebook (laughs) And there are still, with a four-year-old in the back seat, and we're still having conversations about, well, what? Like, well, what? what? Yeah. Like, what, what could possibly justify that? It's, it's simply unacceptable. Yeah. Like, and we have to do something about it. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I've been. <laughs> did you have to go to work? I did. I did. How was that? Um, it's just, you know, I have to say this is really interesting. The company that I work for has a really, really big push on diversity and inclusion. And one thing that made me respect my company, leaps and bounds, was that what I noticed was, or not what I noticed, but we literally had a message from our CEO about it. We had diversity panels, we had people, we had a black um, panel of executives who talked about like dialoguing with people at work and just all types of things where it's like it was addressed. And I really appreciated that because a lot of times you feel like you hit the door and you can't bring that part of you to work, right? This is just something that we're not going to talk about. And so, you know, to have managers say, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on? Let's talk about this. Like, I was just really kind of blown away. It's a huge company. And I just was like, this is amazing because- there are minorities and there are things that we have to address. And so for me, it it actually made me feel really proud to work for a company that cares enough to be like, yo, we're stopping some stuff to like address this yeah. and how our workers may be feeling. No, that's great. Yeah,
0: that's really great. For me, I'd um, I was in Europe at the time and I just found myself just crying, just being really sad. Um, because like you, I felt helpless. Not only that, I wasn't at home. And I remember seeing things on Facebook and it on social media, especially when most of your friends are African-American, like those things just don't stop. It just yeah. keeps coming. And then, like you said, when you're seeing someone die on Facebook, that's just, that that's surreal and it's really, really jarring. Like this is not... One of your favorite television shows this is a real life situation and the helplessness I think is the most hurtful thing because it's not like you can just immediately fix it it's like systematic it's clearly a problem like you're getting so much pushback from people like you said who are making crazy arguments that you cannot be for it just because you're for something meaning you're automatically against something else like that's the silliest argument ever and it made me really it made me really want to be a part of the reform and the change that really needs to take place and just the activity that has to happen for us in the political sphere just knowing what's happening in our community knowing how how to make change happen and not dying off after everybody oh we're so angry we're ready to start this whole hashtag movement and then not having any movement after that yeah um i think because it's happened so many times there's clearly a pattern and there's clearly in order for a change to happen you you do have to you have to stick with it that's like with everything from the smallest things in your life um so i think it really challenged me to think about well what am i gonna do now that you know i'm back um, I, I, someone made a comment about, oh, it's a really good opportunity for you to leave the country because of all the stuff that was happening. But it still affects me. Like, I'm in seas of people where I'm the only black face. Or I can see, there's I can count how many people are African American. And I just, I saw myself in other people and then I just saw myself as, like, someone who stood out mm. at the same time. And it's clear that I'm American. And so I really got this a view of how we're seen as a country and then even just how people see black people as well um and i don't know i just want to i really just want to be part of the group of people that is is active politically active active in their community not just saying like this is you know this is a problem and now we're angry and than forgetting about it and becoming an apathetic. But I know that feeling, too. I don't want to say that the apathy part. It's it's because you don't know what to do, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And what to do is really, like, you really have to dig in. You really have to dig in and you really have to be committed to being a part of whatever change is needed. So yeah, it was really, really hard. I was glad that I didn't have to go to work. I was really glad that I didn't have to go to work. I was happy to just have the, the space to just be um, and I did, but I and I struggled a little bit, just like enjoying myself so much, you know. Um, but I eventually got past that because you know you can't can't live your life like that.
2: Yeah. I think I think being at work like uh, was one of the harder things, especially working on like the Democratic Convention. <laughs> it was like I think that. I felt like I was in a bubble and and like me and uh, me and the person that I was my roommate for the summer we like like literally the morning I I came back from a workout the morning that Philando was killed and I sat down and we started watching CNN before we got ready for work and I saw this mom I didn't know what had happened I saw an interview with his mom and uncle first. And I just start hearing this woman talking about he was a good boy, like, and this and that, and just all these things about him. And then they played the video and I just like, I just burst into tears. Like I could not, I couldn't believe that that's what I was watching. And I couldn't believe that I had to process that and go to work. And so then we went to work and it was like it nobody like nobody cared <laughs> and that was like the craziest part to me is that there my timeline on my Instagram and my feeds are actually split because I go to a predominantly uh, not I won't say predominantly Caucasian but very multicultural, not a lot of African Americans at my church. And then I also work in an industry where I'm typically one of two to five African-Americans in or on a production team. And so being in that, I have this very split social media feed where I see a world of hurt. And then I see a world of people who literally don't feel it. They, they're, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that I got angry. It made me angry. Uh, I was angry To be honest i was angry at my pastors i I didn't feel like they said enough i didn't feel like they did enough i i didn't feel like and i was so far so i didn't know if they were doing anything tangible but all i could see was social media and so i didn't see anything and it just made me realize and then i was seeing people just posting you know fun at a coffee shop whatever because like their world it just it wasn't impacted that way and i just felt on the outside so much and that was that was a hard feeling and i think that's the part that makes me want to like you said drea is be a part of like the change and actually go head into what uh will actually stick around because the reality is we are in a bubble (laughs) we really are you know like we're in a bubble that nobody wants to say you know, you guys are kind of in a league of your own with a struggle of your own, but we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. something that it, it it's just, it's un it's unspoken, but it is, it is what it is. I literally had a night, no joke, when I was in Philly, and uh, a friend of ours who I love so much, um, you know, but she's white, and she had planned this, like, karaoke night at a sushi bar, and she had already invited us, and we were both so heavy. This was like literally the day either the day of or the day after Philando and we were just so heavy but we had already committed and she paid and she was all excited so we were just like talking to each other we're talking to all of our co-workers but then we're texting each other like we can't I really don't feel it like but we're just gonna go and we go and we had to like put on and we had to like do this dance literally and then we left and while we're all walking home you know they're kind of doing their own thing and a protest walked past us and we were just like i'm sorry but we gotta go and we just walked into this protest and it was a strange moment where you felt the worlds separate and she couldn't understand it but we couldn't explain it and we just had to do what we needed to do and you know and it was a very real visualization of what our world is like you know and uh, It's, it's not, it's not easy. Even the black women, like nobody's paying attention to the black women that are dying. So then there's levels to this. (laughs) There's black men, you know, but then it's men over women. You know, it's just, it's a lot.
3: And speaking to the, uh, to kind of the world aspect that is interesting. I'm, I'm in between Japan and, and Europe and all of the different incidents take place, and uh, you have to be locked into something social media that's state stateside based that would give you any type of alert as to what's going on. Um, because it's you're speaking about how it's different worlds. At the time when I'm I'm traveling, all I'm hearing about is Brexit and the Euro cup and the prime minister for such and such doing such and such as important. And as much of a human um, concern, all this stuff is, it's, it's because it's just crazy to me how it's still so partitioned that it never extends beyond the States. Like it never touched the people outside of the United States in a way that you would think in fact, more often than not, you—if you heard any references to the United States during the summer outside of the country—you would generally hear um, mocking and/or uh, just just not just very, taking very little, you know, serious notice of what it is that is happening in this country politically. It's, it's more of a joke, and that's the part that the part that people are seeing the most of is the, is the part that is easily the most embarrassing part as a as a united states um citizen and so it it, it was just it was really hard for me honestly and uh, to my to my own shame it's it was hard for me to really be as engaged in it because every day you're you're just not it's not you're not exposed to it you just happen to catch little whispers of it little glimpses of it conversations would take place amongst myself and the and the gentlemen I were I was touring with and you just found yourself in this really peculiar spot of again the helplessness and the inability to really invoke any type of change from yeah. the place we were while at the same time you're almost just like wow maybe some, <laughs> as as great as America proudly claims itself to be in, in these moments is when you honestly realize that we are l- the literal uh, adolescent you know country that is still figuring itself out and going through its it's like puberty of sorts where we're so young and and we're rebellious yeah and in the rebellion that, true. and in the rebellion and the what i've been hearing a lot of the the original sin of this country with slavery and everything else so much of that stuff still stems and still brews so deep so it, it just it just it just really forces me to have to be very in, intentional especially even when i'm traveling or even when i'm not fully um, engaged to what's happening in the news because i just don't see it to just be sensitive to it um, But it's hard, you know, you're sick of seeing, you don't even want to be online to see what's happening, uh, because you're sick of seeing people that potentially look like you.
1: That's what happened to me. I mean, at some point, I was just like, I'm done. And now I'm done. Like, I just, I don't, and I know that that's not the way (laughs) to help. I would say that that's
0: not the way. I think I you just, definitely need to take a break
1: sometimes. I just had to get off social media. So I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was overwhelming. Totally. And, you know, even with, I think all of us have a heart for people. We have a heart for our community. We have a heart for change. And, you know, we're passionate about a lot of things. And for me, it's just like, okay, so... How do we even come at this though? To bring okay, is it is it join a movement? Is it protest? Is it okay? So it's political. Um, it's the infrastructure of politics. Oh wait, no, it's the infrastructure of the so police many department. No wait, no no no. Okay, so we boycott Target. We should not be doing Target. Put your money in a black bank. Like I was just okay. like, I don't okay. know what to okay. do. Money no, in a black percent. bank. <laughs> right. Got got it. It. No, no, okay. Can okay, no, no, right. I just no. get a checklist? Like I just, <laughs> what do I need to do to be a part? Of? And it's just so overwhelming. And then of course, you know, within our own communities, it's 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 figuring out that as well. Cause there's conflicting ideologies in some respect where it's like, no, that's not the way to do it. We got to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And so it's, mm-hmm. what are we doing? How are we, what, what's happening? I'm
2: going to yeah. tell you what I feel like I've gathered as the takeaway of what to do, what to do. Um, because I really believe, I, I think that one of the thing that, one of the things that leaves us so helpless is feeling like we all have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a great point. Um, I had, you know I, while there there I did talk about the polar opposite lives there were you know to be fair there was there are some people in my in in my life that I know that are not African American but that felt this deeply absolutely and, um you know, I had a friend who called me um and while I was in Philadelphia, and she lives in l a and she was like you know, she, she's white and she has two little kids and she's just like, Alex, I just, I don't know what to do. And I know I'm not supposed to feel pain like you, but I feel it. And I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that's okay. And what can I do? Can we make a movie? Can we do a film? Can we do a, you know, documentary? So she started making these connections and we had this long conversation and, you know, and we are still going to try to do something. And At that moment, what I realized is that the way that we change is by changing how we view what we do and, and understanding that what you do has a place in the movement, Mm -hmm. but actually shifting our perspective of how we can use what we do. um, And I think way too many people discount what they do and say, well, I don't know how that can help. It's not a protest. It's not a, a organization or this or that. But maybe if you were it and I was even thinking about this for myself is what would happen if I intentionally inserted into my thought life as I'm preparing to do what I do on a daily basis? OK, now how can you make this affect change in a social way and in, in social justice? Then could it actually could I use all these talents, all these gifts that I use every day, all these skills and just directed this way and then maybe I won't feel as helpless because I know I can do this I'm just shifting direction a little bit um, for a period of time and I think if we all kind of adopted that idea that what you do is enough just let's all do it together and let's all do it for a purpose you know and and it maybe it could help I don't know it's a beautiful point mm-hmm. for sure.
1: I don't know what to say. I mean, we, we feel this deeply. Um, we wanted to discuss this. We wanted to talk about this. And we really want to know what your thoughts are and what your feelings are. And, you know, do you have any, any suggestions for solutions? Or, you know, in light of all these things, tell us what you did. Tell us how you got involved. And um, let's just keep talking, guys. <laughs> it's important to have, you know, meaningful dialogue. Um, you can email us at bottle at gmail.com or you can check us out on Facebook. Same tag DD Spin the Bottle.